They came to Jericho as he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. The cycle in the lectionary reading through the Gospel of Mark is really interesting. And the gospel reading today continues this theme of Jesus doing miraculous deeds and his disciples continue to not understand who Jesus is, who Jesus wants to be around, and who is allowed to be around Jesus. Sneak preview, the ones that are allowed to be around Jesus is, well, everybody. I imagine at some point Jesus is just looking at his disciples, and just saying, like, seriously? Y'all still don't get it. Come on, y'all. Or maybe in North Carolina, a bless your heart. Has anyone here ever watched the show Ted Lasso on Apple TV? If you haven't, I will say there is uh, some quite colorful language. That's a full disclosure, so don't blame Pastor Kevin. You can blame me if you watch it and experience that colorful language. But I highly, highly recommend it. And a little backstory about Ted Lasso. He's an American football coach. It's a fictional account of an American football coach who's hired to coach a football, or as we would call a soccer team, in England. And initially, Ted wants to go and build this new team culture. He's super positive, doesn't care about wins and losses. Ted Lasso's team, AFC Richmond, they're so focused on losing, not actually winning. Their star player just cares about scoring goals, and the team is so bad. And Ted's trying to get them to understand how to live differently, to function differently together as a team But initially, they just don't seem to get it. They don't seem to get what exactly Ted is trying to teach them about what it means to be a team together, to work together, until they finally do. It's so interesting, the struggle of humanity, of understanding something new. Kind of like the disciples today, or even the church not always getting exactly what Jesus is teaching and saying. So in the Chronicles of the Disciples not getting what Jesus is trying to teach them, today Jesus encounters a blind man, Bartimaeus, 
a blind beggar who's sitting on the side of the road. And it's no coincidence that the gospel identifies Bartimaeus as a blind beggar. Because that's how we as humans love to define people. We define people of who are the insiders and who are not. Who is worthwhile to listen to and who is not. Most people today would say a blind beggar isn't worth giving any attention to. But here is Jesus in this encounter with this blind man sitting on the side of the road. The gospel story today reminds me of a book that I've read titled Adam, written by Catholic priest Henry Nouwen. And Nouwen wrote this book the final year before his death and tells the story of his friend Adam. Adam was a man who was confined to a wheelchair, couldn't speak or even move without assistance. He had frequent seizures, spending his life in complete anonymity. And Nouwen shares stories of spending time sitting with his friend Adam. And Adam actually becomes Nouwen's friend, teacher, and guide. And in many ways, Adam was actually more present in his life than Nouwen and in most people. Adam led Nouwen to a new understanding of faith and what it means to be a beloved child of God, that simply by being created, one is beloved. Nouwen's friendship with Adam helped him to find a new way to tell God's story and the story of all of us human creatures, broken and yet beloved who live in the world charged with the mystery of God's overwhelming love for all of creation. God made flesh among us, and Jesus is the example of love that we're supposed to follow. It's no surprise that the disciples don't seem to get what Jesus is teaching them because they can't actually be present enough in their own life. They can't be content enough in their own life to truly love That's the beauty of Henry Nouwen's friend, Adam. He is a witness of what it actually means to be present in this life. The disciples and us today as the church are so distracted by so many things that are just constantly swirling around us that we miss the point sometimes of what it means to actually follow Jesus Because in this story, Bartimaeus is the one who is truly present. The truth is, church, that Bartimaeus doesn't need a cure for his bodily ailments in order to be faithful. He doesn't need to be socially acceptable before coming to the Lord. Instead, he embodies faithfulness before he's even cured. Jesus publicly affirms the faith and trust that saves Bartimaeus. People don't need to be fixed somehow or conform to what we think is socially acceptable to encounter God. Instead, we need to remember our own brokenness and God's great graciousness. We need to learn in humility from those that we would be quickly passing by. And we need to encourage all people to encounter Jesus. The disciples might seem like they're the ones that are closest to Jesus. They put on a good facade. They keep that thin, shiny veneer up, like everything is fine, that they're the ones that are closest to Jesus. 
But in reality, Bartimaeus, the least expected, the unexpected one, is the one who is closest to Jesus. Because in this encounter with Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus doesn't follow Jesus because he was healed. Bartimaeus follows Jesus because he's the one who is actually the true disciple. He is the one who knows what it means to truly follow Jesus. Bartimaeus is actually the picture of what it means to truly be a disciple of Jesus. The unexpected one. The one discarded by the world. The one told to be quiet, to not advocate for himself, just to sit on the side of the road. To know, to see, and to believe Jesus is to follow him on his way. His way, it's not simply meant to be praised, to be admired, or to be observed. His way, it's meant to be walked. Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, clearly sees what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus' way is meant to be walked, even if we don't know where we're going. Jesus doesn't tell Bartimaeus exactly where they're going to be going. Bartimaeus just simply follows So what does it mean to follow Jesus in 2021? What does it mean to follow Jesus when we don't always know where we're going as the church? Let's be real, the pandemic has changed so much. It's changed how we do a lot of things. And we're exhausted about a lot of things changing. And we do not know exactly where we're always going. Church is not the same as it used to be, and it might not ever be again. And there's a sad reality of this. Maybe grand plans before COVID aren't really a reality anymore. But also, maybe if we listen closely and follow Jesus in faith, we will see new ways God is calling us to be the church. I graduated from Duke Divinity School in 2018 and was ordained an elder this past year. And now about half of my time in full-time ministry has been during a pandemic. Not exactly what I envisioned when graduating from Duke Divinity three and a half years ago. And it feels disorienting to figure out what it means to be the church, in the pandemic. Whether you've been a member here at Macedonia for years and years, or if this is your first Sunday, you can kind of feel like right now, as Christ's church, that we don't always know where we're going. I was reminded recently by a member over at St. Francis in a conversation I had with them about so much uncertainty in life and in the church And this person reminded me, we have to act and live on faith. After all, isn't that what we're made of? It's always good to remind a pastor to live and act on faith. I think we need more of that. And this is especially a helpful reminder, given the disciples have seen all of these miracles by Jesus And you'd think that it would change something in them. You'd think the disciples might give up the plans that they once had and instead truly follow 
Jesus instead of just doing what they've always done. And even in uncertainty of the church universal emerging from the pandemic, church, I believe that God is doing something wonderful here at Macedonia. Even if the future is uncertain at times, we have to follow Jesus. And I can say you all have an incredible shepherd here with Pastor Kevin to help guide the future and vision of Macedonia. And together as the church, whether here at Macedonia, down the street at St. Francis, together as Christ's church, we have to follow Jesus even in our uncertainty. We have to follow Jesus into something new, maybe into something that we've never seen or never done before. We have to be willing to have our eyes opened and our hearts transformed to maybe be the church in new ways. To know, to see, and to believe in Jesus is to follow him on the way. His way, it's not just meant to be praised, to be admired, and to be observed. It's meant to be walked and walked together as Christ's church. As humans, we want to have things figured out. It's this innate human desire we have to have people figured out, to have church figured out, to have our lives figured out, to know exactly where we are going or exactly what the future holds. But Jesus, Jesus doesn't give us any assurance about what the future hold, but in our faith, Jesus says, go, your faith has made you well, and then our eyes will be opened to fully follow Jesus on his way. Thanks be to God. Amen.